You're listening to the Maritime Gardening Podcast, episode 24. Thanks for tuning in uh, to this special episode of the Maritime Gardening Podcast. Season one is actually in the books. Um, however, Greg and I were talking and uh, we just figured there's some very seasonal topics that we don't want to miss over the fall and winter months. So we may do this from time to time. Are you there, Greg? Yeah, I'm sitting beside a boring fire in the wood stove. Nice, nice. A little different than the last time that we were uh, recording, where you didn't have a fire. That's right. Now, now, now it is the age of fire. It is. So, um, we'll we'll talk about a few things to start. We appreciate everybody tuning into episodes through uh, season one. Uh, the feedback has been great. If you haven't given us any feedback, we'd love to hear f- from you. And in fact. Recently, we set up a survey, our first online survey, which is going quite well. And if you want to take part in that, it's very, it's short, uh, secure. It uses a Google form. Uh, just go to maritimegardening.com slash survey one. That's survey and the number one. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes for this particular special episode. So we're calling this episode 24 just to kind of keep it flowing, because uh, once we hit season two in the spring, we're going to start over uh, in in that season. But um, yeah, so what are we? Uh, what are you going to talk about today, Greg? Well, the other day I was using some uh, leaves in the backyard. At this time of year, the you're driving down the street uh, anywhere uh, where there's a, a you know a collection, and people put these cardboard bags of leaves out all the time. And uh, I always throw a few in my truck, and uh, they're they're useful in a lot of different ways. Uh, so I thought I'd talk about uh, some of those uses because this is when they're around, mm-hmm. and uh, talk about different kinds and different ways to use them. And uh, and there's probably a lot I don't know about that. Uh, I just started using these, and actually, no, I've been using leaves, uh, geez, for over over a decade. Mm. Uh, but it's one of those things where when you when you're using a medium of some kind. You, you you evolve in your use of it, and you you start to learn. Just like, you know, I think in Nova Scotia we have lots of different terms for rain. Like my wife's from Ontario, so before she moved here, she didn't know there was such a thing as fog rain or sun rain or snow rain or mm-hmm. rain yeah. snow or rain ice ice rain. Yeah, different kinds of you know kind of. Fog, ice, rain, all these different things that we have here. Yeah. And uh, same with leaves. You, you think leaves are leaves, but there's different grades. And I'm sure people in the city might think I'm weird. I was driving back from the university the other day, all, you know, sort of looking kind of professorial. And I pulled over and I was walking up and down the street uh, looking in the bags of everyone's leaves uh, on the fairly high-end street in the south end of Halifax. <laughs> Look for just the right, you know, it's nice. Get out of my driveway! Certain kind of leaves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't take my leaves. Um, certain kind of leaves are better than others, and I was sort of sifting through, and I, I saw some lady uh, looking out her window at me like I was really weird. <laughs> Hobo! Uh, get out of the way! Especially when I backed my truck up and took all her leaves. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's a good time of year for a lot of things like that. Uh, you know, Halloween, everybody... Uh, I don't know why, but people decorate their front lawns and they buy big bales of hay. Mm. 
um, you know, they spend like 20 bucks on yeah. a bale of hay and then yeah. they throw it out in their compost. So, and that, Greg that, picks it up. That goes in the back. I got one in the back of my truck right now. Oh, dear. I almost threw my back out because I, <laughs> I was trying to pick it up with her. I was like dressed, you know, for a lecture. So I didn't want to yeah. get hay all over my clothes <laughs> i was on the way to the university nothing so, like the <laughs> south end for picking up good leaves oh that's right well they probably have the best trash too they have the best stuff there the be- <laughs> throw away the best stuff <laughs> yeah that's funny anyway um not only that but the bags are useful so we're we're going to talk about that okay cool so yeah we're in you know we this this time of year it's uh it's getting into late november when we're recording this, um, this will be applicable, what, right until we get heavy snow? That's right, right until everything freezes up. Mm. So I mean, okay. it's probably much more applicable about three or four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but right. anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> it's topical anyway. You can still get out there and do that. I mean, it's still reasonably warm. And mm-hmm. I, I, this the sort of stuff I'm talking about uh, today, this is the sort of stuff I do right up until – um, the holiday season. I mean, really, it, as long as it's you know not freezing cold out, so as long as the soil can be worked, um, and I've got a spare minute, and you know, I, I want to get outside and get some fresh air and some exercise, um, I'll get out in my garden, and there's there's something to do. Um, so I, nice. I keep gardening right up until Christmas. Personally. Excellent, excellent. Then I stop January, February, March. You're not uh, out there. Sometimes in March, I actually go out and prune a bit. I use my my pruners and uh, work on, uh, you know, bushes and trees and things like that. Uh, if, you know, the first nice, the first day we have in March, it doesn't feel like winter. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing I like more than getting outside on that right. day, sun and, and pruning uh, the, the apple trees and the, the blueberry bushes and stuff like that. But that's another episode. Nice. It's another season. And we'll on, on that topic, uh, I guess it's suiting right now is uh, we've decided, or I should say Greg's decided that we're going to do some video segments and, you know, we're not going to turn the show to video, at least no plans to do that right now. Um, but we're going to do some video segments. They're not going to be real long bits, but from time to time we'll announce when there's something up in our YouTube channel and you can go have a look there. And we've already recorded some that I think have turned out quite well and we'll be releasing those. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just some things. I mean, it's, it's great to hear people talk about this stuff, but it also t- it can be useful to see things being done. And that's the, the things I've decided to do the YouTube videos on are things that I would want to see somebody doing. Right, exactly. Uh, show me what that looks like. You know, yes. exactly what are you doing? Exactly how do you place that or how you do that sort of thing. So that's yeah. that's what I, I've done. And I think that'll allow us, too, as the this next season rolls on, I can sort of periodically do little uh garden tour type thing i'll try to keep yeah. that if I, I tried to do one um with this little series we're doing but it, it, it took a long time i kept talking about things in my garden mm-hmm. and not just push it should have taken five minutes and i think i talked for half an hour it didn't work out well that's how it goes that's okay <laughs> we'll see what we can do with it really hard to get me to shut up once yeah. they go um, <laughs> that's what i'm here for <laughs> yes. yeah. That's why I pay you the big yes, bucks. Yes, yes, that's 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 why I make the big bucks. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, let her rip with regards to the leaves. No further ado. Yeah. So as I mentioned, this time of year, you're driving down the street, and especially recently, I don't know about other municipalities in in other parts of the Maritimes or other parts of the world, but recently here where I live, 
on your Halifax, they made a rule that when you're putting out yard waste, it has to be in these big brown paper bags. Um, it used to be people would put them in plastic bags. And mm. I found that really annoying because yeah. I'd gather up people's leaves to put in my garden and then I'd have, you know, 40 dirty garbage bags. Yeah. Which I'd have to throw away and my neighbors would be looking at me like I was some sort of pollution guy. Yeah, yeah. Generating all these plastic bags, right? Yeah. Anyway, now it's paper, so at least, um, you know, it's it's biodegradable. But also that's great because that paper is useful um, for a number of things as well. So it's, it's two resources you're getting that people are throwing away. Yeah. So, and I guess further to that, my advice to anyone, unless they've got a ridiculous amount of leaves in their lawn, is just put in, if you've got a mulching blade in your lawnmower, just mow that, mow those leaves in. Like, don't rake the leaves up and unless they're going to smother your grass. Um, mm-hmm. I would, you know, spread the leaves out all over your lawn. I don't have that problem. For whatever reason, my whole property is surrounded in trees, right. but I don't have any leaves on my grass at all. <laughs> right. I don't understand it because I've got maple trees and birch trees and trees with leaves, but all the leaves seem to go somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Just, like, my lawn is completely grass green right now. And there's no leaves anywhere. Um, so I don't really understand that. But anyway, when I did have a property with leaves, I just mow them in. I wouldn't rake hmm. anything. I just put the mulching blade on and just go. Um, and the leaves are full of all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, I've read somewhere that leaves have many of the same uh, constituents as manure, like a very, very weak manure. There's a lot in a leaf, oh, yeah. a lot a lot of minerals in leaves, um, uh, even nitrogen to some extent. So it's a good all-around uh, sort of soil builder. So this time of year, you just mow it in and it'll all sort of take care of itself over the, the winter months. Hmm. Um, but that said, I'm glad that people don't do that and they put them out on the side of the road because I can use them. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. the listeners, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do that. You should just, you know, use the, use your own leaves and use them to improve your, your, the, the soil quality of your lawn. Um, but you can also use them in other ways. So, uh, number one, uh, you know, you can use leaves, uh, as a mulch, right? Yeah. Now, I guess I should, I should back up and talk about, um, something I alluded to earlier, looking for the good ones as opposed to the bad ones. So I tend to prefer when I'm getting leaves from people's, <laughs> this is how I scavenge through people's trash. Um, <laughs> my pointers on how to scavenge from other mm-hmm. people's on the curb but uh, i find that the the leaves that are smaller are better so like big big maple leaves um not necessarily the best um they'll, they if you throw those on the ground they tend to pick up the wind and they blow around mm-hmm. and they also tend to smother things out a little bit better and they don't break down as quickly um they clump up in weird sort of ways almost like piles of paper or something like that so i prefer if you can find them Bagged leaves. And sometimes you can just tell by looking at the trees that are on somebody's lawn. If you're in an area all the time, sort of, you know, stake out, yeah. <laughs> just like a criminal, yeah. uh, stake, stake out the different uh, uh, houses in your neighborhood and, and look at what kind of trees they have when the leaves are actually on the trees and look for the really sort of the small leaf trees because those make a better mulch uh, in a lot of ways. They break down faster and they're right. easier. Easier for your, you know, your garlic to push up through and that sort of stuff. But on top of that, um, sometimes if you're really lucky, um, some of these homeowners, um, they don't rake their leaves. They they run over it with their lawnmower with the bag on. Yep. 
And so that's in pre-processed. That's the, the best. For you. That's the best. That's what you want. Um, so if you see that, you know, you, you mark that address down and keep coming back to them every year. Uh, there used to be a guy down the road here that did that every year. He had just the best stuff, but he's, uh, I didn't notice him putting anything out this year. He must have sold the house or something. Hmm. Uh, so further to that, so if you can't get that great stuff, when you bring it home, just empty it out on your lawn and run over with your lawnmower with a bag on them. You mow it all up, right? Yeah. Um, so you can pre-process it. And furthermore, if you're going to do that, I mean, you can put other things in with it, right? If you've yeah. got some, um, you know, fine sticks and twigs or some uh, seaweed or something else that is going to add to the quality of that mulch, you just throw it all out on your lawn and run over with your lawnmower uh, with the bag on, and the lawnmower will just mix it all up like a blender and make these beautiful mulches for you, right? Mm. Um, and then you can apply that to your garden. Now, having said that, and I've learned this from experience, and this might not be everyone's experience. I think it depends on a lot of different factors, but I have found that, you know, a leaf mulch in a garden has a tendency to harbor slugs. Okay. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to put it on a garden, put it on a, a crop that slugs don't tend to get at too much. So, like, I use it on, on potatoes because they don't seem to bother the greens too much. Right. Um, or, um, on, you know, if you're going to be growing onions somewhere, the slugs, they might take a bite or two out of an onion green, but they don't go much further than that. They don't right. like it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be putting, a, you know, leaf uh, mulch in a, in a where I was going to be planting greens. Mm. No way, Jose, or, uh, or beans. Right. Slug, slugs love being uh, young. Once your beans are mature, it's different. But uh, when your when your beans are young, um, slugs will eat them right down to the ground. Mm. So uh, yeah, you got to be you know judicious with that. Now another way around that, um, and this is something I do, is uh, I, and I alluded to this in one of the episodes on compost, where in, in my yard I can't put table scraps, kitchen scraps. I can't compost that stuff where I live um, because I've got black bears and stuff. So I have these big compost stations in the backyard. Each one of them is about a cubic yard. They're all, there's I think three or four of them, and they're all adjacent to one another. Right. I put layers of leaves and other things in those. I load them right up um, every year. Okay. And uh, and I just let that break down. So I load it uh, this time of year. I take everything out of there and I spread it over my garden. And I load them all back up. I'm actually after this, have to re-record this. I'm going to go out in the backyard and do that very thing. Oh yeah. So, uh, and I find that when you do it that way, um, they're not quite as sluggy because that huge mass of, of composting materials heated up, and you know there might be some slugs in it, but it just seems to be different after it's sat for a year. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to fill. Yesterday I did one, so I took one of these cubic yard things and. And this one, because I've lost my uh, axe, I used to have someone down the road that I got manure from, and now they're they're not sort of generating manure anymore. So I put layers of uh, seaweed because I just drove down to the beach here and got a pile of seaweed off the shore. Um, right. So I put layers of seaweed. You know, I put like four inches of leaves, four inches of seaweed, four inches of leaves, four inches of seaweed. And this is my first time trying this. But from what I've read, the seaweed um, will uh, break down fairly quickly. And uh, I don't know what, what that means this time of year because it's so cold outside. Mm. I mean, I've got a whole year. I'm, I'm not going to be digging this up until next November. Right. right. So it's got a whole year to break down. Um, 
but hopefully I, I know that. So last year when I when I made this, I had alternating layers of leaves and horse manure and pretty raw horse manure, like pretty, you know, it wasn't well composted horse manure. It was something almost straight out of the practically straight out of the horse. I practically backed the horse up to the stall um, and uh, it broke down really well. I mean, um, compared to what it looked like last year, I'm digging that stuff out now and it sits. You know that most of the uh, leaves broke down to uh, nothing. Um, you can you can still tell it was leaves, but um, most of them have just turned into like a fine soil. Um, right. So it worked really well. So we'll see. This is an experiment using seaweed. We'll see. You know if if there's enough um, activity in the seaweed, enough heat, enough uh, of all the, that good stuff to uh, make the leaves break down. And if it doesn't, I'll just leave it. Another year, <laughs> you know, it's not. I don't. I don't believe in turning over um, like a lot of the stuff you read online, where they're taking their um, uh, compost and turning it over and turning it over and turning it over. Um, I, I find it, it, it's, it's so much easier just to have a number of compost stations and just just let time take care of it. Mm. And by the way, when you keep turning it over like that, I mean compost needs heat to break down. If you're perpetually turning your compost over. Every time you turn it over, you're, take, you're releasing all the heat in the mass. Um, so it has to build that heat up again in order to start, you know, the activity that breaks it down. Um, so it's better to just have many different layers, and the layers should have uh, materials that um, – I mean, the only reason you turn compost over is to, to, put, to, to aerate it. And if you've layered your compost properly in a pile – and layered it in a way that it's naturally aerated. There's diff- different materials in there that just make air pockets. Mm-hmm. Like horse manure is great because you get all these sort of horse manure balls, and they've got a degree of structure, so there's always air there. Um, and even the seaweed, I mean, if you've got four inches of seaweed, you know, it's really not – it's mostly four inches of water and air, and <laughs> very little of that's actually stuff. Uh, it's all going to break down. It's all food for microorganisms, so it'll break down. So I'm hoping there'll be enough air, and, and you got to play with uh, the different ratios and so on. But uh, we'll see. All right. So that's another thing. If you want to use the, you know, uh, the, the leaves as a general uh, mulch, then I would recommend um, letting it break down and turn into like some form of um, compost or leaf mold. Um, over, over an entire year, and it should be – it'll just be a, of a different structure. It won't harbor slugs to the same extent. Slug, slugs love piles of leaves because they can go under the leaves and hide. Right. Right. But if you've broken that those leaves down to something more compost-like, it's not that ideal environment. It's not as ideal an environment from, for them because mm-hmm. it's not leaves anymore. It's more like – more soil like it's sort of there's still bits of leaves there but they're really well broken down and especially when you consider that i take that composted leaves and i spread it out in november and it just sits there all winter long right so it's even more broken down by uh by april may right because it's been sitting and and exposed to the elements uh all all winter long right Um, so it's all ready to go Interesting. So, yeah. Um, another thing you can do with all these leaves, and I think one of the YouTube videos is on this, is where you, if you've got some sort of uh, invasive plant that you don't like, um, like uh, I've got some 
goat weed on my property that I got from just planting some rhubarb in a certain area that I got from a friend and the rhubarb had goat weed in it. And I didn't notice it right off the bat. And for those of you who don't know anything about goat weed, it's the, just the worst kind of plant. Um, you, know, you can eat it, I guess. I, I tried eating it once. Um, <laughs> this funny story is connected to that. But anyway, uh, I tried eating it just as, it, it's got a sort of celery, parsley-like taste, but it's, it's nothing special. You, you know, you might add it as a garnish. You wouldn't want to live off of it. Mm. So, um, it, but really, you, you don't want to keep it around because it's invasive and it just it, it, the rhizomes travel and travel and travel. And especially if you're like me, if you've got a lot of wood chip type pathways around your property, goat weed loves that sort of environment. It can travel really, really well through that mm. mulch uh, type surface. So, you know, for that stuff, if that were to, to reach my actual garden where the vegetables are, that would be devastating. Right. I don't know what I do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all I did was I just uh, dug up the area. Um, uh, surrounding it, you know, because it, it borders on different things, and I put down the the paper from those paper leaf bags because that stuff's really tough. It takes in a couple in this climate zone five it takes a couple of years for that stuff to break down. Um, so I, um, I don't know what's on those bags if it's sprayed with wax or plastic. I don't mm-hmm. know what. Mm-hmm. They are biodegradable, but they don't break down fast. They might take it. And I know they don't break down in a season because I've, I've put them underneath them, my walkways to, to kill off the weeds underneath the walkways mm-hmm. where I put mulches down and they're still there after a year. Um, so that's to me something perfect for smothering out an invasive weed. Right. Um, so you just put the bags down and then you just throw all the leaves on top to weight the bags down. Mm. And you know, it, that'll keep all the light and the air and everything out and, you know, have a look at it next uh, spring. And if you see the weed coming back, just, do it again. You know, next spring people are going to be putting those bags out too, because right? people that people that didn't rake their leaves in the fall will rake them in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you give it another hit. But you keep doing that to some some weed. It's it's just not. You know, you're just you're depriving it of everything it needs. So even a tough weed's going to give up eventually. Right. I don't know how well that would work for knotweed because knotweed's pretty invincible. Um, but certainly something that's going to that can't push punch through that. Um, yeah. I found I've had pretty good results with that. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, furthermore, if you're going to claim a new new bed or something like that, um, uh, it's the same sort of thing, right? You can use that. You can use that that heavy cardboard stuff, that paper, to like if you had an area of your lawn you wanted to put down a new bed, a new garden bed, right? You just put that paper over the grass and then fill it up with soil or horse manure or whatever. And, and even for that matter, this time of year, if you've got a bag of leaves, um, you know, I don't practice, uh, t- I practice no-till gardening. Mm-hmm. But if you have a tiller, you can till a bunch of leaves into a garden. Um, as long as there's a reasonable green in there, it, it'll really add to the soil. Um, not too much. You know, you don't want to pull the nitrogen out of your soil. But if you've got leaves that, um, tilling a bit of leaves, in, you know, tilling a few inches, Two or three inches of leaves into your garden bed isn't going to hurt it at all. It'll it'll add, uh, you know, uh, almost like adding a peat moss, right? It'll loosen mm-hmm. up. But you do it in the fall. You do it in the spring. Do it yeah. in the fall. Let it set like that. A lot of things you can do this time of year uh, in the fall. Cool. Such as, I mean, also, also, final warning for people that were listening all year, if you didn't plant your garlic, right? I said between Canadian and American Thanksgiving, well, it's Black Friday today, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Get to it. Don't go shopping. Uh, yeah. 
unless you go to hell, unless you're going to go to a place where you can buy garlic because you should get that garlic in the ground. Right. You know, this is like you're getting towards the end of when you can plant tulips and it's, it's the same thing. Right. Um, oh, by the way, great time of year to plant tulips. I, I was at a grocery store yesterday and, uh, I got 25 tulips for 2.99. So I bought 50. I went out and planted mm. 50 tulips yesterday. You big spender. That's exactly. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, me, that's me. Well, yeah. I'm sure they were two or three times that price. Yeah. Um, in September, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and I don't know how you know maybe they're not all viable, but for that kind yeah. of price, it cares, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. But uh, that's a surprise for my wife. I have to gamble she doesn't hear this episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she hears you all day long. She doesn't. Exactly. She doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, that, I think that you you've picked off all the little key points we had uh, written down. Is there anything else you wanted to end on? No, I think that's. Uh, okay. I think that's everything I wanted to. Excellent. Uh, and I was, like I said, the YouTube video. One of them is gonna. I'm gonna show me actually dealing with that uh, bed. I think we've got another one where I'm going to show me planting some garlic and another one where all fall gardening sort of stuff, right? Another one where I'm uh, just preparing a bed. I've been taking a, a bed that's sort of done. I, I think it had some beets in it or something like that. Anyway, I got rid of all those and I, I put some, add some manure to the soil and, uh, and just get it all ready for next year. So, mm. so next spring, I don't have to do anything other than planting it, right? That's the nice. way I, this time of year, that's what you should, in my opinion, um, get your soil ready now. And, uh, yeah. so don't have to do it next spring. Yeah. Be ready. Next spring, you can just be walking through the garden store, buying seeds and, uh, you know, dreaming about how awesome your garden's going to be. Cool. All righty. Um, excellent. Yeah. So again, thanks for tuning in, even though this, you know, for season one is technically over, this is sort of a continuation special episode. Um, if you haven't taken part in that little online survey yet, we'd love to get your response. It's going to help shape season two's episode. So you know, do take part in that so we know what, exactly what direction to, to sort of go in and focus on. Just go to maritimegardening.com slash survey one. That's survey and the number one. And uh, yeah, you can get your show notes for this episode at maritimegardening.com slash 024 for episode 24. All right, Greg, thanks. And, um, you know, we'll be, uh, like you said, we'll be getting some of those videos up on our YouTube channel. So stay tuned. If you're not already connected with us, just go to maritimegardening.com, either subscribe on our iTunes uh, area or uh, be sure to subscribe to our email newsletters because we do send those out periodically. So that's about it for today. Great. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, everybody take, take care. Thanks for listening. We will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.